Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hi there, thanks for joining me today. Normally I conduct interviews with business leaders from across the human resources industry, but I'm flying solo today because I've been getting so many emails and LinkedIn messages and so on uh, over the past few months from consultancies and agencies in the HR industry. And the vast majority of them have been about how they're struggling to find new clients in these difficult times. Now, there are a lot of different reasons why a business in the HR industry might be finding it difficult to get new clients, but today I wanna take a a quick look at what may be the biggest reason that you're struggling to win more work. And when I say the HR industry, of course, I mean all the areas such as recruitment, learning and development, employee engagement, HR compliance, and so on. Before we start, do make sure that you're on my private mailing list where I'm always sharing tips, advice, and bonus resources, including my recent video presentation on 10 clever ways that HR businesses are bringing in new clients right now. You can join my private mailing list at getmorehrclients.com. Okay, so let's look at what may be the biggest problem that's holding back your business at the moment. Have you ever seen those Where's Wally picture books? You know, the ones where the guys in the the red and white shirt in a crowded scene full of red and white people and objects and things like that. They're great fun. They're always a bit of a laugh. But here's the big question you need to answer. Is your business the HR version of Where's Wally? Are you getting lost in a sea of other lookalike HR businesses? For example, have a listen to how this HR business describes itself on its website's homepage. We will help you bridge the gap between vision and performance. We will enhance your existing or new business with our practical HR advice and leave you with sustainable HR programs for the future. Well, so how does that make you feel? Do you feel like you've discovered the human resources firm that's exactly right for your business? What about these ones from some other real firms? Our range of comprehensive HR solutions address the specific needs of your organization with a single-minded goal of making it easier for you to create and manage a work environment that delivers results and sustainable commercial growth. I'll take a deep breath and go on to the next one. Our highly experienced human resources professionals supply advice and add significant value to companies on an ads needs basis. All right, one more. We will help you bridge the gap between vision and performance. We will enhance your existing or new business with our practical HR advice and leave you with sustainable HR programs for the future. Hmm. Comprehensive HR solutions, delivers results, sustainable commercial growth, adds significant value, vision and performance, etc., etc. It sounds a bit like one of those rounds of uh, business buzzword bingo, you know, where you've got the table and you've got to call out the words as you hear them, the buzzwords as they get called out. Now, I know I'm picking on consulting firms, but it applies right across the HR industry, including recruitment and employee engagement, diversity and inclusion, etc. Now, do any of the mission statements on the websites sound like your business or your website? If your business looks and sounds exactly like every one of your competitors, then people can only really judge you based on price or reputation. And the big firms like Hydric and Struggles or Ernst and Young and all the other big ones They've got reputation all sewn up with their swanky corporate offices and global reach and huge marketing budgets. So it comes back to price then. In other words, if you look around and you sound like all the other consultancies or agencies in your part of the HR industry, 
You'll have to lower your price and hope that the client randomly decides to buy from you, but only after they've managed to grind down your rates even further. You want to make your HR-related business stand out. And I recommend taking a few minutes, days, or even months to become laser-focused on the types and categories of clients that you want for your business. Understand their needs, wants, questions, and concerns. Also consider what they don't want and what they don't need. You can spend months on this, or you can just sketch out a one-page outline during a lunch break. Both approaches work. Stop being all things to all people. Connect with your ideal audience. It will pay off for you. Now, you may be thinking that it's really hard to work out your exact target audience or to work out what to say to them. So let's start with a simple approach and look at a basic method for segmenting your audience, which can be very effective. You simply think about the different roles and businesses that you want as clients and approach them differently. So whenever I want a business to become super attractive to its target market, I always start by working out who it should be aimed at and then segmenting the audience in a basic way. The easiest way to do it is to come up with some buyer categories. It might sound difficult, but it's just a list of your main client categories and some background information to guide you. It's important to break it up because all categories are different as they've got different needs and pressures and frustrations. So for example, for my HR consulting business website, I segmented all my website visitors and email subscribers into the following categories. HR professionals, external consultants to companies, business owners, students and other. It was super simple. And I did it because they're all looking for different things. And to be honest, I just put the student category in there so they wouldn't mess up my database looking for freebies. HR professionals, well, they're on there as a separate category because they're usually in mid to large size companies with decent budgets and support behind them. Business owners, on the other hand, like you and I, they've got a lot more to contend with. So they're looking for different things. They'll want things that are quick or maybe low cost or even free sometimes so they can solve an immediate problem. They may well spend money on larger services later, but they've got a lot of things on their plate, so it may take time. HR professionals will know what they're looking for and will, will be prepared to spend more because they're buying for a large corporation. They will, however, often be quite slow moving as they don't control the budget. They have to get approval from the powers that be. They also need a lot of proof to back up their choice. Their reputation is on the line. You know, their boss is watching them. So they've got a, a nervous sort of situation behind them. So that affects their situation. Do you see how that works? Now, instantly, I knew for my own business at a very basic level who was coming to my website and what drove their behavior. I could also tag my visitors on the system, track their sign-up process, any purchases or requests for a call, all that kind of stuff. You can do that using Google Analytics or my email CRM system. Visitors then had specific pages, information, and special offers dedicated so they looked super attractive to them when the time came for them to make a call, book a call, or make a purchase. So why not take a moment and think about how you would divide up your client categories? Where are they based or located? What are the typical characteristics of their business? What are their immediate problems and longer term challenges? What's going on for the key person there? Not the CEO, no, not them, but the person who's going to be doing the one researching you online and filling in the contact us form, all that kind of stuff. What have you got to offer in terms of those specific challenges? And again, avoid those generic mission statements and that jargon, the bingo game that we talked about earlier. A more advanced approach to segmenting your audience, it doesn't need to be too complicated. It just needs to add a little bit more data to the process. So for example, it might involve putting all your client details into a spreadsheet along with all the revenue each one has generated. And once they're in the spreadsheet, you can slice and dice the data in various ways. 
And I would usually do that by sorting in descending order of revenue. But you can look at things like the average or the total client revenue by industry, business headcount, location, the role of the key contact within the company, the company type or the role of the person in the project type, uh, and very importantly, use cases or the reason that they were using your services. What was the problem that they had, not just the service, but what was the, the foundational problem that they wanted to address first and so on. So you've got a lot of different char uh, characteristics and, and opportunities to divide them up, to slice and dice the data. This will help you to decide uh, what to focus on and who to focus on when it comes to targeting the right types of businesses and people within those companies. Now I go into this in more detail on my blog, so do make sure you go and check that out and make sure you're on my mailing list to get more on this topic. But once you've given some thought to the different segments in your target market, there are plenty of ways in which you can play to your strengths and talk directly to these people. For example, you can change your website homepage so that the wording, layout, design, imagery, menus, content, they're all focused on your target market. You can add self-selection to your website and the menus to guide people to a tailored page or section of your website. You know, So one of those questions that says, which of the following options best describes you? And then they can select who they are. In my case, it might have been, are you an HR professional or a business owner or a student? And then it will redirect them to a page tailored for them. You can create use cases or case studies that address different segments of your target audience. So you're not just dividing by industry, let's say. You might be dividing it up by, I don't know, employee turnover issues or staff retention issues or hard to find key roles or whatever it may be. But they are different use cases or situations. You can create sections or pages within your website designed just for each target segment. You can have blog content aimed at each segment, webinars, videos that each address specific issues for the subsections of your audience. And of course, then you've got the whole social media stuff where you're posting updates on LinkedIn that talk to the different segments. And you can also be doing emails to your database and you could be dividing that up by the different segments. So there's, and obviously so much more, but they're examples of what's possible. On my blog, I share a handy little two-line formula that you can use to differentiate your HR business when talking to prospective new clients. So do check that out. If you're struggling to find points of difference or something unique that the competition doesn't have but the clients value, well, you can identify something that your clients may have told you was special about you and your business. And it might be things like your service arrangements or particular standards they have. Just be careful, don't slip into cliches here, but maybe your pricing arrangements or billing arrangements, your specialty or area of expertise. Again, avoid the generalisms and the cliches, but you know, the more narrow you go, the more powerful that is. Your team's personalities and relationships, even the, the way you package up your uh, products and services, they can be opportunities to differentiate yourself. If you can't think of something without descending into meaningless generalizations, such as we offer the best service due to our extensive experience, then coming up with a new product package or service package might be the way to go. So for example, I once gave a talk at a conference to about 200 people on the topic of employee engagement. The previous week, I'd won a new client by explaining that the consulting work I could do was like an employee engagement kickstart program. And it wasn't a formal package or a program or anything. I was only planning to do my usual consulting work that focused in that area. But in the potential client's office, it was the easiest way to explain what I was offering. Now, in my conference presentation, I mentioned what smart employers were doing here and in other countries. I mentioned only in passing 
that my employee engagement kickstart program was based on these principles. In the weeks after the conference presentation, I received several emails and inquiries from audience members from my talk. Now, none of the emails mentioned the theories or the best practices that I described, but all of them asked for more information on my employee engagement kickstart program, which until that moment had never existed before. So packaging your services does work. It makes generic consulting or professional services, it makes it more tangible. Packaged offers can help you get your foot in the door with an organization so you can offer higher value services down the track. They're easier to understand, they go into the brain a little bit quicker and easier, and they're therefore they're easier to sell. Now, sorry, we're getting a bit off topic, but I just wanted to let you know that the overall lesson here is this. Segmenting and understanding your audience can win you more business and actually let you charge more. You've got to understand their needs, wants, questions, and concerns. Also consider what they don't want and don't need. You can then spend months on this or sketch out the one page outline during your lunch break. Both approaches work, but either way, take a few minutes or days or months to become laser focused on the types of clients that you want for your business. Stop being all things to all people. Connect with your ideal audience and it will pay off for you. Now, before I go, make sure you're on my private mailing list where I'm always sharing tips, advice and bonus resources, including that recent video presentation that I mentioned on 10 clever ways that HR businesses are bringing in new clients right now. You can join my private mailing list at getmorehrclients.com. But that is it for today. Thank you very much and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.